Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Hot Takes on a Plate, the show that explores the things that make us feel and how those feelings collide with food. I'm Rob Petrode, and today I'm feeling just ticked off, quite frankly. Um, If you're somebody who's connected to the food world or... Obviously, you're into food because you listen to this show. Maybe you saw the news. Um, it was this past Sunday about the chef out of Seattle, Eduardo Jordan. And um, Eduardo Jordan is a two-time James Beard Award winner. And in a thorough Seattle Times investigation published this past Sunday, 15 women accused him of sexual misconduct or unwanted touching over a five-year period that began in 2012. The accusations included workplace groping and sexual comments and an unwanted kiss of a subordinate outside of work. A day later, on Monday, his entire staff quit. Two restaurants that he owns, everyone gone. It's not the first time we've heard a story about a chef or restaurateur like this. It won't be the last time. Uh, this one, I, I don't want to say it's similar and yet different than some of the other stories we've heard. Um, I think what makes it different for me is as an outsider, look, I've never been to Seattle. I've never met Eduardo Jordan. I've never eaten at one of his restaurants. But um, all that being said, I've I've heard plenty about him. Um, his restaurants were probably on my bucket lists of, you know, June baby was probably on my bucket list of places I'd love to go someday. And a lot of that had to do with sort of the, the image that was put out there of him. Um, You know, he seemed from the outside from somebody out, you know, I know I'm in the industry, so to speak, but in this case, I'm an outsider. I'm not a national person by any stretch. Um, For me on the outside, he, he seemed like he embodied the things we want to um, be showcasing in the industry. Uh, you know, he, 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 his, his restaurant June baby had a, a narrative to it about, uh, African-American cuisine and, and, and culture, and it seemed important. And so that was definitely disappointing, but what's really frustrating about the story in the wake of it is the fact that a lot of the chatter I've seen on the internet has been people saying that, this was an open secret that everybody kind of knew this was coming, that he was that. Yeah, this is, this is how he treats women. And that gets me thinking if it's an open secret, how's he getting all this media? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that every writer and every person who's done a profile and a feature on him knows this open secret. They don't, but I'm sure some did. And I'm sure they look the other way. And I just don't understand why this keeps happening. I just, what is up with the looking the other way? Food media is just incestuous at this point. We're too close to our subjects. And look, in some ways I'm guilty. Like I have friends in this industry. And I would hope if I found out something like this about them, That I wouldn't keep doing. I mean, look, I know that I have found things out about people and I have stopped covering them altogether. 
I understand that it's hard to pull off a feat of journalism like the Seattle Times did with Eduardo Jordan. They, I read on Twitter, they they started working on this story before the pandemic. January 2020. Think about that for a second. That's a that's 18 months that they worked on this story, one story. Most journalists, most newspapers, most outlets don't have that kind of time or resources. So if you're asking why don't we see more journalism like this, I get it. It's hard. But that said, you know, look, look, I, I was never in a position to do that kind of journalism. That said, when I found things out about people, I stopped giving them oxygen. It's not that hard. There's enough people out there to talk to and do stories on. I mean, I don't want to go into too many specifics because some of the instances in my case involved people I care about and they did not want these situations to be public, which is the reason I've I've never slammed any of these people that I'm kind of talking around in public because look, it's, if somebody has been a victim of something, it's, it's their story and I'm going to respect that. But um, just know that, you know, there was one time I can give an example where we had, we pulled the segment. We had already shot a segment with somebody who was inappropriate and we pulled it. We, we said, we're not airing this. I, I mean, and trust me, I would have loved nothing more than to go public. But again, the person who was on the other side of this person's actions did not want that. And I had to respect that. But but there are th- things you can do. I mean, it made our lives harder as a staff to have to basically redo something last minute with somebody else because of what this person did. But it's the right thing to do. You don't look the other way and go forward with something when it's that disgusting. It's not that hard. And so when I hear that 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 the stuff with Eduardo Jordan was was an open secret in the culinary world, and, and I know people talk, why was he still getting all this press? And who else is still getting all this press? I mean, for Christ's sakes, you know, like I, I don't I, I just ah, enough's enough. I mean, is it that if the food's good, it doesn't matter? Is that sort of the public perception? I mean, and look, it's not just it's not just the food world. It's not just chefs. I mean, we've we've done it. I know I I, I was a sports reporter before I got into food and gosh knows we we can forgive pretty quickly sometimes in sports, you know what some athletes do and we do it in Hollywood, you know, it's amazing how quickly people can be rehabilitated sometimes. And look, I, it's complicated when it comes to rehabilitation because sometimes people do deserve second chances and sometimes people can clean up their acts. But in this case, this is a person who like, I I just, why, why? You know, maybe maybe he had again, these stories were reported from 2012 to 2017, and maybe he changed things in his life. I don't know. So therefore, maybe he should be allowed to run his businesses and run them well. But does he need all the fawning? Right. Like, where's the line? 
Is that who we're, we're fawning over? We're fawning over somebody who, who, I mean, I don't want to even get into the specifics. It's just disgusting. But like putting his hands where they don't belong on people. I mean, and making people just so uncomfortable this is a thoroughly reported story. I, I think you definitely need to read it. And the apology he, he made, I, I just was just such trash. It was one of those, one of those lawyer written uh, talking in a circle apologies of non-apology where it's, I, I don't stand for this stuff, even though I, I, I don't stand for this stuff, but I've been accused of it, but I don't think I've done it, but I don't stand for it. And everybody deserves to have a voice, but I, it just didn't make any sense. But anyway, um, a lot there I, I have to get off my chest. I just don't understand why this stuff, it just keeps happening. And look, I think, I think food media, a lot of people in food media need to really look, look in the mirror and ask themselves, like, what, what, what do I stand for? What am I okay with? What is acceptable to put out there? And think about it. You know, think about what, what, what do you stand for? You know, don't be blind. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't look the other way. I mean, I can even talk about locally. There's one chef that I know of, that I know firsthand and secondhand has done some pretty disgusting things. And again, I understand why I've told enough people who are in positions to report things out about him. And I'm not expecting exposés because I, I, I know how hard this stuff is and the legal stuff you got to watch out for, which is why I'm not mentioning his name right now. But these people all still do business with him. They still feature him. They still work with him. And I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Like, I'm giving you the heads up that somebody is disgusting and awful and you're, con you're choosing to look the other way. And so I, I understand how this works. And it's disgusting and I'm sick of it. I mean, if there's enough chatter and people are telling you somebody's bad news, like, I'm not saying it's on you to report it out. I understand the challenges there, but it is on you to, to not cover somebody, to not give them oxygen. I mean, how do you think their businesses get so big? And it's, it's a loop. It's a cycle. Too many journalists, they don't go looking for the next new thing. They just keep piling on whatever the, the current thing is. Just, just break the cycle. That's it. Anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest. This wasn't a week that uh, we were supposed to even have an episode of Hot Takes on a Plate. But I wanted to, I just, I had to get that off my chest. So... Anyway, I'll have a, a more normal guest joining me episode next week here on Hot Takes on a Plate. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do. That way you never miss an episode. And make sure to rate the show five stars, of course. You can also follow me on social media at Rob Patron TV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
And Hot Takes on a Plate is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at BLEAV.com. Until next time, I'm Rob Patron. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.